It's Monday, November 21st, 2022. Coming up on the program today, exploring the lame corporate crossover metaverse. Plus, President James David Boom Shakalaka Manning, Galileo's plan to provide underage girls to underprivileged old men, and sailing on the manure lagoon. All this push your voicemails today. You know, Dasher, Dasher, Presser, Fixin, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Prison. But do you recall the most famous winner of all? Rudolph the Red Nose Winner have a very shiny nose. And if Aaron Soup's on it, Aaron say it glows. All up another way there, you call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join Winner Games. Then one Falkley Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, will your nose apply? Won't you got my sleigh tonight? Now when you love him, as short of the glee. Rudolph the red nose when there, you go down in history. Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. If I were to molest somebody, I definitely would have done anal no matter what. Full bloom AIDS. It's amazing. Beta! She is a fat cunt. Push F on my Twitter sheet. Yes, Tim Hansen back here with you starting a new abbreviated week of shows. It's Thanksgiving here in the United States, and that means typically Thursday and Friday are like holidays. We normally uh, just do a few shows this week. Here's how it's all going to play out this week. Uh, Today, we've got a a shorter episode because I'm desperately trying to launch the Distorted View store. Remember when I was like, yeah, I'm expecting to get the show up beginning of November. Well, it's now November 20, what, 21st. I hope to have it up sometime today. I think you guys, though, will really enjoy some of the new and returning uh, designs and merchandise available. Also trying to accommodate uh, Freak's requests. People have said they want more long sleeve shirts, more uh, sweatshirts. And then, of course, every year I try to include one or two designs that I know aren't going to be big sellers because it's they're just it's they're really weird. This year is no different. So if you are a, a total freak, you might find something interesting in the DV store. Uh, check out distortedview.com. There will be a huge link when the store goes live. You won't miss it. I promise. Buy lots of stuff. As for the rest of the week, tomorrow is going to be Sideshow exclusive per usual. Uh, Wednesday, I'll be back doing a show for everyone. And then Thursday, we'll be off. Friday, though, I'm coming back uh, with a show for Sideshow members. So you Sideshow freaks will still get your two uh, exclusive episodes for the week. That is the current plan course be on the lookout for special black friday membership deals if you've been holding off waiting to get a a sideshow membership oh my god friday is when you need to act please christ sign up for uh, a sideshow membership this friday thank you very much all right uh, let's get into a few pieces of audio then we'll do just a couple news stories some voicemails and call it a day first up uh, you know i love uh new technology i'm a big dork 
a techno geek with spreadsheets, if you will. That being said, I have not fully jumped into VR yet. I just don't think it's ready. Now, that being said, I did purchase one of those uh, PlayStation VR things. I guess I kind of had fun with it. It was not worth the price for me. It was more of a novelty. Played it for a few hours, and uh, I don't even know where all the pieces of it are at anywhere. There are so many little adapters and cables and stuff you got to plug into the PlayStation. It, it, it's fucked. Since then, it's gotten better. I've heard that the, uh, the, the Quest 2 is pretty good. Now, Facebook, now known as Meta, is betting its entire company on the Metaverse. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg has spent billions of dollars not only developing hardware, but also virtual, virtual worlds. And you know what happens in virtual worlds? Virtual rape. No, you can like build your own house and you can go to concerts and apparently eat fake burgers out of fake Wendy's. I don't quite understand everything you can do in the metaverse, why you would want to pay money for a fake burger. But as a lot of people have noted, for a company that has spent billions of dollars on this stupid technology, uh, it looks like pure garbage. Now, Meta calls their virtual world Horizons. Your avatar, believe it or not, looks worse than a Nintendo Wii Me from like 2005. Remember the little characters you created to play Wii Sports? Yeah, the people in Horizons look worse. And they don't have fucking legs! You walk around this world with no feet. It's really bizarre looking. Now, obviously this is an audio-only podcast, so I can't show you how awful the metaverse currently is. However, it don't sound much better, and that I can share with you. Well, what am I talking about here? It's the epic collaboration between Horizons, fast food giant Wendy's, and Godzilla. It's the crossover no one asked for, but it's all possible in the metaverse. Now, before I even play this video, I, I have to tell you, uh, I saw this thing and I thought, well, this isn't real. This is just some fan-made silliness. This is no way endorsed by Facebook or Meta. They're, they're spending billions of dollars on Horizons. They would not put out something like this. I was wrong. As a matter of fact, in a since-deleted tweet, Meta Horizons wrote, Godzilla has escaped from the movies in Leap Dimensions. First sighting just happened in the Wendyverse. Jump into Meta Horizons' world and wander through a giant Godzilla stomp straight through the restaurant. Don't forget to share photos of this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Later, Meta tweeted a video in the style of a news broadcast all about the devastation Godzilla had caused. The video was shot and recorded in the metaverse, and here's what that sounded like. Good evening, and welcome to Meta News. Dragon and Joy will be on on Thursday. This is your reporter, Miss Rox, coming to you with breaking news. It seems that Godzilla has escaped the movies, and his first sight was at Wendyverse. Well, we have reporter complex on the scene. Again, these are real meta users. I just feel like Facebook could have uh, found some people that could speak a little more clearly. Hey, Miss Rex, we're here at Wendyverse. And as you can see, there's a whole mess behind me. Godzilla was just here. Everybody's hiding. And as you can see, no one is inside because everybody's trying to take 
a, a cover of this madness. We still have the fries and we still have the burgers. But this booty machine is not working anymore. I wonder why. It's been destroyed. But, they destroyed it. Oh, we've got a man on the scene now. What happened here? What can you yeah, tell us about it? Oh, oh my God. destroyed. By yeah. who? Who could it be? It's a big footprint. Really <gasps> big footprint. <sighs> okay, awesome. Oh, oof, this is painful. Also, the anchor at the beginning of the newscast said it was Godzilla, so I don't know why they're acting like, who could it be? I don't know. It's an awful big footprint. Yeah, it's Godzilla. Godzilla. The next part is more visual, but I, I just can't believe this is actually sanctioned by Meta because you then see the reporter, I guess, in the break room of the Wendy's. And she kind of floats into a refrigerator. I don't think that's supposed to happen. Like, there's some weird collision detection issues uh, in the metaverse. Here is that same reporter getting another eyewitness account. What do you think about all this mess that Godzilla made in the Wendyverse? Well, I was here to get a four for four. Let me just tell you, I was not oh, expecting Lord. all this to go down. I just see a huge footprint. I'm hungry, you know, I just got to work, you know, and I see like Godzilla or something just came in here and tore everything apart. Lady, lives are at stake here. This is not something to laugh at. Godzilla is stomping his way through horizons. No one is safe. And you're giggling at the sassy gay. Oh, my God. So the um, they still have the burgers. The smoothie machine hasn't don't work yet. The burgers mm. are safe. Okay. So right, right, okay, listen. After Meta posted this uh, stupidity, uh, there was an overwhelmingly bad reaction by people. Some comments include... This is the lamest timeline. I hate this. Man, Metaverse is so cool. I'm flabbergasted that Zuckerfucker is putting all his eggs in one basket with this thing. The girl's voice is so annoying. It goes on and on and on. The Metaverse tweets were deleted. Thankfully, though, someone captured this video. If you want to see it, I'll link to it on the show notes. If you've been thinking about purchasing a MetaQuest 2, you might want to watch this video first. I know it's given me pause. Insert AIDS jokes here. All right. Uh, moving on now. You know, it's been a while since we've heard from uh, 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 Pastor Seaman Latte Manning. <laughs> uh, yes, James. Uh, what's his name? James David Manning. Boom shakalaka. I love that guy. Thanks to Discord user You Know I'm Right. We've got a short update here. Apparently, uh, just like Galileo 2333, uh, James David Manning is posting a lot of his new clips on BitChute. I think he was banned from YouTube. Let's see what Pastor Manning has to say here. If Joe Biden was able to kick Trump's butt up and down 16th Street and Pennsylvania Avenue, if Trump becomes president again, maybe I can take it from him. <laughs> I mean, but I don't think Joe Biden can take nothing from me. I don't think Joe Biden can take a dime out of blind man's eyes as far as I'm concerned. I don't think Biden can take nothing from me. But if Biden gets stealing from Trump, 
Now maybe Trump becomes president. Maybe I might decide to take it from him. And they, 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 they be calling President James David. Boom! Shaka like a man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the man is losing his mind over there. I swear, I've never seen so many silly people. These MAGA people, I tell you the absolute truth. And by the way, you know, it, it, it's just as plain as the nose on your face. Don't say he stole the election. <laughs> I don't even know where James Manning stands politically anymore. He hated Obama. He hates Trump. I don't think he likes Joe Biden. I'm pretty sure at one point in that clip, he talked about how Joe Biden stole the election, right? Or did I mishear that? I'm concerned. I don't think Biden can take nothing from me. But if Biden did steal it from Trump. If Biden did steal it from Trump. Then maybe Trump becomes president. Maybe I might decide to take it from him. And they say to me, President James David, boom, shaka like a man. Okay, all right. I just did a real quick search, uh, you know, to see what other things he's been posting on his uh, BitChute channel. The intro to some of his videos are absolutely cuckoo crazy bananas. Here is what you're greeted with when you uh, start listening to a uh, Pastor Manning BitChute video. I'm here because I am a roaring lion crying out, righteousness. <laughs> that's, that's his roar. Oh, I'm so glad to have Pastor Manning back in my life. Thank you so much for that. Uh, also, I've got some other uh, bit shoot clips here. This one courtesy of Great Big Pete. He uncovered a uh, Galileo 2333 video that I don't think we've played before. Hi, Galileo 2333. I mean, so far, it sounds like every Galileo clip we've ever played. I'd like to introduce the concept of Lolita for all. I haven't heard this whole clip yet, but let me just take a stab in the dark. Galileo thinks that a little girl should be government provided to every man in the United States, you know, to fuck. That's my name for the idea that all men should have access to young, beautiful women and girls, regardless of how wealthy or how poor he is. It's it's like Obamacare, but instead of health care, it's a uh, young pussy is provided. Can I get some patriotic music to play underneath this, please? And then we should prioritize. We should actually prioritize poorer and uglier and disabled men for access to the... <laughs> the uglier you are, the younger, <laughs> the younger the girl you get or something. Prettiest young women. <laughs> yes. What Jeffrey Epstein and his buddies enjoyed. Um, yeah, it should just be for the rich elites should be available to all men. It's not just the rich and the famous. The people's pussy. You know, young, attractive girls and women should be available to all men for marriage. And the price should be low. The Affordable Underage Girl Act. We'll call it Galileo Care. For a guy to have access to a young woman and easy and to obtain. And women should be considered property a resource. No, a resource. To be exploited. <laughs> and it is a renewable resource. <laughs> um, and there should be established programs, you know, to provide women. Like I talk about the draft, you know, of young women to be provided to, you know, particularly to men who are disadvantaged. Oh, okay, so like every underage girl from the age of, I don't know, like two to seven, they have to participate in the pedophile draft. And then eventually they'll age out of that. 
and then uh, and then they can re- you know rejoin society just in time for them to start breeding and producing the next generation of pedo slaves. Um, you know, to, for men who are indigent in some way, disadvantaged, disabled, ugly, poor. Aren't we all? Um, you know, and stuff should be given like a priority access and there should actually be a, you know, kind of a charitable service, you know, a benevolent deed. Um, you know, for, for instance, you know, if I had a daughters, if I had daughters, my, you know, prettiest daughter, I, I would actually give to a, you know, a guy who is disadvantaged somehow. I'd find a man who is, you know, disabled or some somehow societal disadvantaged, you know, to give my prettiest daughter to for, for marriage. Like, that's easier said than done. Like, if you're a pedophile, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> like, say you're Galileo 2333 and you have a couple daughters. Are you really going to want to share that underage pussy <laughs> with someone else? Like, wouldn't that be hard for you to, to give up? And culture should be promoted that way. You know, they, you know, they, we should promote a popular culture that encourages that, you know, that encourages um, women yeah. you know, to yeah. pick a man who is somehow disadvantaged or disabled, you know, <laughs> but particularly attractive. And that should be, you know, glam, you know, glamorized, you know, the beauty and the beast kind of kind of thing. Um, they should they should make that they should really emphasize, you know, the beauty yeah. and the beast, you know, an ugly man, you know, with an attractive woman. It's what every girl wants. That, you know, that idea should be, you know, greatly promoted. OK. Um, All right. This goes on for another eight minutes. I can't imagine he has one good idea in here. I'm going to fast forward to the midpoint here, about five minutes in, and, and let's just see where Galileo is at with his idea here. Lolita for all. First of all, stop her ability to take any of his money. I mean, the laws need to be changed, you know, stop her ability to take his money. Uh, but yeah, that's... He really wants women to have no rights whatsoever. Second priority. And the last priority for providing attractive young women is the angry is towards the angry young incels you're going to see this is the genius of that i think that i think angry young you know incels angry young men who are lonely and unable to get laid should be the last priority to be provided attractive young women really the last see i always uh i'm asking you girl you ladies who listen to the podcast to take one for the team and fucking incel just to you know avoid a school shooting or something and why? Because, you know, he still has a chance, you know, he can still get the young woman some way. And if he doesn't, eventually he's going to be an older man who's lonely and will become will, will then enter the category where I would put first priority, you know, to, to provide him the attractive yeah. young woman. Old men get access, get first dibs at underage girls. So if you're an incel, you just got to sort of wait it out. I don't think I agree with Galileo on that point. I think. It's dangerous to agree with that point. I don't agree with anything Galileo says, but particularly that point. All right, enough of these bitch shoot idiots. Uh, Let's just get into the crazy, bizarre twist. Shut up, fucked up news right now. Enjoy Distorted View Daily. Please consider signing up for the Sideshow DB's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, uh, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. I will be doing one on Tuesday this week and then uh, later on towards the end of the week after Thanksgiving. I'll have another Sideshow exclusive program for you. Go to superfreaksideshow.com for more information. Also, don't forget, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distorted view. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. So, you know, there are some perks over there. Again, check it out, patreon.com slash distorted view. All right. Two very quick stories for you today. 
gotta say thanks to Twitter user Sacrilicious for submitting this first news story. And it just happens to come from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida. Our most fucked up state. Kind of. I mean, it starts off in Florida, features Florida woman, but it ends up in the state of Oregon. A Florida woman documented how she flew across the country to win over the love of her life, but ended up heartbroken. Oh, I love these type of stories. Misery and despair? Sign me up. Rebecca Renner, 31, posted a series of tweets as she prepared to fly from Orlando to declare her love for a man named Francois before ultimately finding herself alone in a shitty motel in Ashland, Oregon. Last night, a personal tragedy reminded me that life is uncertain and too goddamn short. So I booked a plane ticket and I'm about to fly across the country to tell the love of my life how I feel. Wish me luck, she wrote on Friday. Well, apparently you assholes did not wish hard enough for her because the magic did not manifest itself. She added in another tweet, and don't wait another day to tell those you love that you love them. Oh, I wish she would have like recorded a little vlog of her actually telling this guy that she loved him to his face and then he not saying I love you back. That's like the worst thing that could happen. Now, thankfully for me, I've never told someone I love you and then uh, they don't they don't respond to that with an with an I love you back. And I think that's partly because I'm just so fucking lovable. How could you not love me? That being said, I have been told that, like, someone has said that to me. I love you, and uh, the feeling was not mutual, and I, uh, I did not respond in any sort of normal way. First of all, it caught me off guard. So it's not something I was prepared to hear and, or prepared to respond to. I could have just said, thank you. That's so sweet. Instead, I quoted a commercial. I said, you sound like that diamond commercial. You know, when the woman is given the ring and she says, I love this man. I love him. I love him. I love him. That's how I responded. I love this man. I love him. I love him. I love him. And it it came off as like I was mocking this person. You sound like that stupid commercial. I love this man. I love him. I love him. I don't know why I said it. That's the only thing I could think of when I heard the words, I love you. I wasn't presented with a ring or anything. I don't know. People on Twitter were quick to express wonder at her rom-com moment. It was all about to come crashing down. Oh, I can't wait till the story takes that turn. And wished her good fortune on her wonderful adventure. I've lived an entire romance novel in the past month down to the plot structure. It's truly wild, Runner responded. Runner also posted pictures of herself on the flight with the caption, I'm not there yet. One more flight to go. Her followers were surprised by a significant turn of events less than 24 hours later when Francois rejected her. Quote, well, this is me in my shitty motel room after getting rejected. I don't know whether to be sad or angry, but I'll live to love another day. Hopefully that love will be for someone who values it. Sorry to disappoint you. One Twitter user appeared to side with Francois, writing... The people calling him the assholes are genuinely confusing me. Unless he was leading her on behind closed doors, he did absolutely nothing wrong. Rebecca replied, though, uh, he was leading her on. 
Renner, a contributor to National Geographic, told the New York Post in an interview after the tweets went viral that she asked him if the pair could try again for a relationship and that they had dated earlier in the year. I asked him if we could try again and he said no. So much worse has happened in life than somebody saying no to me. My heart is a little broken, but it will mend. Renner also revealed that he and uh, Francois met for breakfast and that the story may have a happy ending with two forgiving each other. We both think it's worth it to make an effort to be kind, she said. She also said she was really surprised by the outpouring of support she received on Twitter as others recounted their own stories of making big leaps and having failed. So to me, this is what this is what it sounds like. It sounds like she met this guy, Francois. They had a whirlwind romance. Things didn't work out, though. Then something traumatic happened to her. And she was like, you know what? Life's too short. I'm going to go ahead and proclaim my love for Francois. But you know what? Francois didn't have the same feelings for her. So, yeah, she took a chance on romance. But uh, chances don't always pay off. Quote, it makes me feel better that this touched so many people. That wasn't my intention. I was just throwing something out there online. Now, this is one of those news sites that allow comments. <laughs> and people are not sympathetic to towards this lady as a whole. I think uh, Helen sums it up nicely here. Oh, boy. I just wasted my time reading about a silly, deluded girl who can't take no for an answer. Yeah. Helen pretty much summed up this story nicely. Second story we have for you today. This one comes from Indiana. A man from northern Jasper County is dead after falling into a lagoon of manure. Okay, there it is. At a dairy farm on Thursday. If this guy would have just died in a normal lagoon, you would not be hearing about it here on DV. A lagoon of manure? Yeah, that's kind of uh, DV's beat. All right. Robert Van Buren, 30, died as a result of blood loss. What about ingesting shit? Drowning in poop? All right. Uh, his death was ruled an accident. According to Sheriff Pat Williamson, first responders were called to Windy Ridge Dairy Farm at 8.37 a.m. on Thursday, located near Interstate 65, just south of Fair Oaks, if anyone wants to visit the Manure Lagoon. Uh, the sheriff said Van Buren, uh, or Van Baron, I'm sorry, apparently fell into the lagoon of manure after a piece of equipment rolled into the lagoon and became partially submerged. Initially, the sheriff said first responders planned to pump the manure runoff out of the pond in order to locate Van Buren. All right, half the time they call this guy Van Baron, the other half of the time it's Van Buren. So whatever, it's pissing me off now. The process would have uh, taken two days. Instead, first responders sailed through the... Sailed? They got a sailboat? First responders sailed through the pond, the poop pond, on a boat with a treble hook, which was eventually used to haul Van Baron out of the lagoon once he was found. Van Baron wasn't located until 1 p.m., uh, more than four hours after he reportedly fallen into the lagoon of manure. Williamson said an excavator was used to retrieve the vehicle, and the agitator from the lagoon. So that's the important thing. We were able to retrieve the agitator and the vehicle. Those things are expensive, you know? All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks here, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media, at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash show. yada, yada, yada. All right, let's do a couple real quick voicemails. So I can wrap things up and get back to uh, working on the DV store here. Hey, Timmy, this is Patreon Lars. 
um, listening to the show. You were playing the, the CDs of the uh, music store recital of the Star Wars theme. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was horrendous, but you closed out calling it the Star Trek thing. Oh, did I? Sorry. I, I know the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. It was just a slip of the tongue. Now, you know, amongst the uh, sci-fi nerds, you know, that's that, that, them fighting words. Uh, also, <laughs> in that episode, you were asking about uh, what we uh, guys think of you know, women's body hair and all that. Yeah, specifically armpit hair. Someone on Twitter said, uh, no to armpit hair. That's fucking disgusting. But uh, he doesn't mind if she's hairy in other places. I'm assuming pussy and legs. And I'll just be honest with you. I think body hair is absolutely one of the most disgusting things. Um, I pretty much wax everything from the neck down. So, Oh, you think it's even disgusting on you? I'm bare down there, and I really prefer huh. my women or guys if I'm doing that. Uh, hmm. Do likewise. I think it's gross, disgusting, and smelly. Be more interesting if you said that you uh, you waxed your entire body, but you want your partner to be extremely hairy. But this makes more sense for you. I'm gonna need to see pics and vid of that. I just I just can't picture. What do you mean completely hairless? Uh, please, I'm not trying to be pervy, but I can't visualize it. Can provide a picture or two for me. All right, uh, next up here. Hey, Jimmy Boo, it's Ricey Fighter here, and Hello? I just have a thought. Those fucking sex robots you're talking about, how can we just can't fucking use them for drive-through instead? Fucking like the jerk off motion on the hand could be turned into fucking flipping fries and flipping burgers and yeah. shit. Well, there was that uh, robot that uh, would flip burgers or fr- the, the the fry machine flipper, right? I did hear about that. I'm tired of God. I think they are flirting with the idea of uh, like fast food robots. Fucking flipping fries and flipping burgers and shit. I'm tired of goddamn waiting in line at the drive to get these goddamn sex robots a job, goddammit. Gotta pay back that $10,000 loan. That's a good point. I mean, if you think about it, uh, these sex robots are just uh, laying around in the closet for most of the day. I mean, how often do you fuck a sex bot? Once, twice a week? They could be out earning a living, doing some menial task, probably better than human alternatives could do. I think I would trust a sex robot to get my fast food order right rather than an idiot human. It's interesting you uh, bring up the sex bot thing again. Of course, we, we talked about uh, sex bots last week on the show, and I was actually going to play a clip of a, uh, a man who was building his own sex bot, but the audio wasn't quite good enough. Like, he, it, it was kind of more visual, but even the visuals weren't that great. He, he couldn't articulate what he w- was doing. That being said, this fucking sex bot that he's creating <laughs> looks insane. Take a look at the chapter artwork right now, and I will make it uh, the featured image over there at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. This is what a do-it-yourself sex bot looks like. It's basically a mannequin with... Uh, some Furby eyes, I think, and a wig, and then the arms of the mannequin have been ripped out, and there's like some motorized robotic arms. It look it's horrifying. It doesn't look like it's going to uh, pleasantly masturbate you. It looks like it's going to rip your cock off from the base. Uh, Timmy, Greg from Austin calling. Uh, I got a message for uh, Pirate Barbie. Uh, Barbie, look, I'm gonna need you to calm down, okay? Jesus Christ. Just calm down. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, fuck you, Pirate Barbie, but calm down. I I don't quite remember why Pirate Barbie was so worked up or what she was worked up about. Hey, Timmy Boo. I'm calling with a super important message. Pirate Barbie has got to calm down. 
Calm down, Pirate Barbie. Just calm. All right. I got to look up the, this Pirate Barbie message. Hey, Timmy Boo. It's me, Pirate Barbie. So I'm listening to an older episode, and you were talking about how the dentist was like. Oh, I remember this message now. Uh, Pirate Barbie was recounting a story about how she went to an eye doctor, and he was like <laughs> pressing his finger in her belly button or something. Touching my belly button. Oh, touch. I went just home touching. and told my ex-husband, I was like, I think my optometrist just assaulted my belly button. This is why they're telling you you need to calm down. <laughs> I don't think it's a. I don't think you need to calm down about it. I don't think that's appropriate. Somebody. And not sound fucking weird because it was just weird all together anyway. But he literally stuck his finger in my belly button. Like, what the fuck? So, needless to say, I didn't go back to the guy. Had it that happened right. now. Well, Greg from Austin, who uh, called in saying Pirate Barbie needs to calm down, how would you like it if your eye doctor started fingering your belly button? And then, to top it all off, some strangers from the internet said, hey, you need to calm down about that belly button talk. It's no big deal. It's belly button rape. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Why don't you guys email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. I'm here because I am a roaring lion crying out. Read the distortion, STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up right now, superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.